Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Why, hello, everybody, my Bravo lovers, my Bravo leavers, my peeps who listen to this show. What up, yins, guys? This is your girl, Kim, and welcome to a great episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. Happy fucking Tuesday, yins, guys. I am feeling good. I have to say, oh, this past weekend for me, it was Potomac season finale. We already know that shit. And honestly, because I went through so much... (laughs) I went through so much with these women throughout this whole season, and I just had so many different emotions during the finale. This is the only thing that I'm going to be talking about for this show because I just can't get into anything else. The only thing I'd touch on really, really quickly is rumors, rumors spewing via social media. Are they true? I don't fucking know, but I just wanted to bring them up because I felt like, why the fuck not, right? So everyone thinks that the Girardis, right? Erica Girardi, Erica Jane, right? We all know her. Yes, Tom Girardi. Okay, so people are saying that the divorce thing wasn't a real thing, that they were just trying to cover that shit up with the whole taxes and shit and the embezzlement with the money. Is that really true? I don't know. But if that's what they're doing and they're trying to cover their shit like that, damn, that is some attorney edge type shit. I don't really know if attorneys do that, but it seems like any time that you see an attorney in big trouble, that's the shit that they're doing. So that's what I heard. Also, the other thing that I just want to quickly mention, because I know that I put that on my Instagram, we are finally seeing that Jax and Brittany are not returning to Vanderpump Rules. Why is that? Because let's just face it, people, the fucking show is donezo, okay? It's done like the hills. It's done like Laguna Beach. That shit's done. Ship, as Leah would say to Sonia, Sonia, 1985 is over! It's over! The yacht has sailed! That's what she says. <laughs> so, I don't think Vanderpump's coming back. People are saying that he voluntarily left Now other people are saying that he got fired because they really weren't going to bring much to the show anyways because Britney's pregnant. I don't know, but that's the only shit that I want to cover as far as other Bravo shows and all that stuff. Uh, I'm just so excited to be talking to you about the season finale of Potomac. Holy shit. Merry Christmas bells all around. Holly, you know, Holly and the Ivy, all that kind of shit. Christmas carols everywhere. Hark how, hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all that shit. You know what I'm saying. So I'm going to talk about the main event. Yin's guys know how I do it. So very beginning. Christmas season, baby. We're going to the Abigail restaurant. I don't even know where that is, but I want to go to D.C. right now and I want to do some takeout because you know that they're not sitting people down because of this damn pandemic. But yeah, Juan and Robin, they're planning their holiday party, their winter wonderland party that they do every single year for their friends and their family, inviting about 50 people. They're super excited about it. They're going to Abigail restaurant. Looked pretty fucking nice to me. I wish I was invited. 
Eventually, they're talking about all that stuff. Robin and Juan, they're talking to the people at the restaurant. And then you get <laughs> you get to Miss Giselle here. She's doing the confessional thing with the producers. The producers are trying to talk to her about the whole proposal thing because we think that Juan's going to do it at this event, but we're not really sure. So they're talking to Giselle about it. What does she do? She gets on her cell phone. I'm just going to call him right now. Let me call him. Juan, hello, hello. So she's on the phone with Juan asking him. Him, are you are you gonna be asking her tonight and he's like yeah yeah everything's gonna be good and then she says oh this is producers thank you producers you are the apple of my eye you bring this you do the thing honey she's asking are you nervous you getting cold feet of course we can't hear him because the service is all weird and crazy and shit y'all did that on purpose and I appreciated that because you made my heart go pounding it was crazy I also thought that was uh kind of funny So after we see that Juan and Robin are planning their little winter wonderland party thing, then we're going straight to Monique. Why? Because she's going to therapy. Apparently she was referred to this therapist, I think her name was Esther, and Ashley referred Monique to her. And in her therapy session, Monique was explaining to Esther, her therapist, she was explaining how most of the women, for the rest of the season, realistically, we've seen it, most of the women have been writing her off after the whole, drag me Monique! So they've been writing her off, they don't want anything to do with her, And is that really fair? Mm, Some people would say, yeah, you reap what you sow. It is what it is. You get what you give. Right, Drake? Hashtag Drake, okay? But for me, I don't know. I don't know if it would be the best thing to write her off completely. I don't know. I'm not in that situation. And thank God I don't have to make that type of decision. That's why I like to watch the shit on the television. Just in case, maybe, maybe later on in my life I will be in that situation, okay? And then from this experience of me watching the show, maybe by then I'll be able to have like different opinions of how I could deal with the shit. But hopefully I'll never have to. But Monique is telling her therapist that. And she also continues by saying, with the girls writing her off like this, it's taking her back to when she was younger. So you find out that Monique felt really alienated and it took her back to her childhood because whenever she was growing up, her family was living more in a predominantly white area And she was talking about how she didn't really have anyone to play with growing up other than her sister. Most of the kids were white and they didn't want to play with her because she was black. Uh, First of all, fucked up. What the hell? Shit. That pissed me off. So then you have Monique and her sister going to a different school where now it's predominantly black. And there, they were considered not black enough because of the way that they talked. So she was dealing with all of those emotions from the past of how the girls are treating her now. So the therapist then encourages Monique to write a letter to Candace about everything, about her feelings, about why she did it, all this kind of shit. I wonder if she actually did that. I really don't think that she did. I did see on Instagram that she was writing some shit and it didn't seem, wasn't very friendly, if you know what I mean, towards Candace. So I don't think that letter ever happened. Did she ever write it? I don't know. If she did, maybe she should take a look at it. Who knows? But then the producer then asks Monique. This is like whenever she's at the therapist session. But we go to uh, Monique in her confessional. And the producer is asking her, Now, Monique, are you actually remorseful now for what happened? And this is what Monique says. She says she's remorseful for her actions, but she is not sorry for defending herself when she felt like she needed to. So does she really answer the question? 
No, she was very <laughs> she was very political with the answer. But if you really think about it, I don't think she really was that remorseful because you see at the very end of the episode, oh, I will get there, but oh my God, I said, no, you didn't, Monique. Oh my God. Oh. Now we go to Ashley's apartment. Hey, Ashley. It's interesting because anytime there's something going on with her and Michael, the shit goes down and then they talk about it, and then you have Ashley cue her complete line that everyone knows, Michael and I are stronger than ever. Oh my God, okay. So apparently they're stronger than ever now. Cool, yeah, she didn't say that, but she did say it. I'll get there, guys, I'll get there, I'm so excited. So we find out that that whole family conversation with Uncle Lump and her mom and Michael and everyone there talking about Michael's fuck-ups and whereabouts, after that whole conversation was done, it seems as if Ashley and Michael's relationship has progressed in a positive manner, which claps, yay, hopefully it lasts, I don't know, whatever. So, in this little stage of their apartment during this episode, they are taking the whole five-month-old picture of baby Dean, because that's like a trending thing nowadays. You get the baby, you do first month, second month, oh, all the way up to 12, all that kind of stuff, cool. So they were doing that. Looked all cute. Way to go, baby Dean. Month five. Now Ashley's talking to Michael about the whole wig shift party on how Karen invited both Candace and Monique. And how could there have been a potential setup on Karen's side with ambushing Candace essentially with Monique's early arrival? Hmm. Sources say, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. So then Michael said, <laughs> this was actually kind of funny. He kind of pissed me off this episode too, but Michael actually said this. It was funny to me. He says, oh, well, yeah, well, now Candace can be a victim for another day because that's what she likes to be. Oh, that is some shade, but I'm not going to lie. I think it's kind of true because sometimes she does like to play the victim. She does. She takes out the V card and I'm not talking the virgin card, you know? So from there, I think part of the reason why Michael is saying that is because let's just be honest, like he doesn't like the Bassets. He doesn't like Chris. He doesn't like Candace. They're not cool to him. Vice versa, et cetera, et cetera. You get what I'm saying. He also said to Ashley, you know, these people didn't even try to get to know us. So what the fuck? You know, I can't I can't deal with these people. Eventually, after that whole thing kind of died down, Ashley mentions to Michael, hey, I think Juan is going to propose to Robin at this event tonight. And I'm super duper excited. And then Michael had to open his big fat mouth. I was so mad. I was like, Michael, shut up. He says that it's it's not possible. It's not possible. And that he's pulling your leg that he's going to be proposing to Robin. How the fuck do you know, Michael? How do you know? Okay, there's something there's something off with Michael. We all can see it. There's something off. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, leave Juan alone. Juan is for Robin. He is not for you. So whenever he's saying this, Ashley's really, I mean, even Ashley's confused. She's like, do you know something that I should be telling Robin? I think that this is kind of important. So if you know something, speak the fuck up, man. But of course, he doesn't do that. I don't understand. Ashley's confused. And in my mind, I'm watching the fucking episode and I'm like, Michael, do not ruin this episode, the season finale, everything that we've all been waiting for. Do not ruin it for me. So anyways, now we're going to go to Miss Dorothy and Candace. What are they doing? They are doing what mothers and daughters do. 
Some of them, I guess. I mean, I don't do this with my mom, but that's okay. I don't even know how many people are doing this nowadays. Because if you are, you better be wearing a mask. You better be hand sanitizing all this shit. They're getting their nails done, people. They are getting their nails done. Candace is talking to her mom about house hunting because we all know that they got the house. Yay, snaps again for that. So at this point, they were still house hunting. And she's talking to her mom about that. The potential of having kids with Chris pretty soon. And then Miss Dorothy's getting all excited about that. And she's like, oh, that's kind of nice. Because once you have kids, you can invite me to come live with you. Because then I can help you guys take care of the baby. And then Candace was like, nope, nope, nope. That's why you have two other children. You can go do that with them. You're not going to do that with me. No, sir. But Candace, eventually when you do have a baby, you might want her to be there. Because they're a lot of work, apparently. Uh, yeah. So I don't have kids again, so, but I hear that they're a lot of work. So yeah, maybe Candace, you may want Mama Dorothy to be there. So who knows? That's, that's in the future. So then after they get the nails done, now we're going to be going to Karen and Ray's house. Oh my God. This is an extra thing to get Karen's head bigger and bigger and bigger above the fucking sky into the clouds. I just don't understand it. She's kind of annoying me for the past two episodes. It's just like, Karen, you need to get off your high horse because I don't even know what horse you're on, honey. I just don't get it. But we're at their house. What's she doing? She is packing up because she is going to Florida, 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 Florida. She's going to Florida. Okay. Ray's not going with her either, which is crazy because we all know that Ray wants to retire there now, but he's not going. You know why he's not going? This is what he says. He's like, oh, yeah, I wish I could go, but, you know, it's the end of the year. There's a lot to do. Um, mm, That's my clock. No, that wasn't. But in my mind, I'm like, Ray, what the fuck you got to do? What do you have to do? You're retired Hello? Did you forget that about your life? You're no longer working. You are retired. Ray, what do you have to do? Try to get into the tub because who knows if you fucking made it with Karen the last episode. We don't even know. Ugh. So he didn't go. Karen is going to HSN to sell her La Dome fragrance. You know, the, uh, the, the fragrance for church. Older ladies that wear it to church. Isn't that what some of the girls said whenever she released it? I don't know. Could have been. Maybe I just said it. Who knows? So after she's packing up, Karen's talking to Ray about the whole wig shift party and about the girls, Candace particularly, being upset with Karen about the whole, hey, you had Monique come at this time and then you wanted me to come at this time. Karen, what gives? What the fuck? And I guess Karen was like, I didn't try to set these girls up. I literally sent two screenshots to Candace to show her that I was asking them to come at two different times. And production shows us on the fucking screen. We see those two shots. One of the shots said 4 o'clock. The other one said 6.30. But how many other screenshots were there? And maybe they just decided to show us those two. Who knows? I don't know. But Ray is listening to her, but he's probably not listening to her. But Karen is reflecting on that time at her wig shift party because... Clearly, the women owe her dinner. I'll get to that eventually, which was crazy. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, let it simmer, and then I'll get there and let you know what KFC is all about here. So from there, now we're going to go see Juan and Robin. They are together. Oh, loved it. Robin, honey, what you were wearing, black and gold. Yes, Steelers, yes. Robin, in my opinion, hands down, has the best. This is according to me. Robin Dixon has the best style of all the housewives to me to me okay now hear hear me out here 
I am very chill with my clothing, with the way that I dress. I'm not like Dorit and have to wear all this crazy ass shit like she does. Don't get me wrong. She looks great. I love it. That's just not my style. That's not my type of style. I'm not a Sutton wearer either. I can't do that old vintage, old people looking shit. I just don't do that. Okay. Same thing with Erica. She pulls off some crazy ass shit, but it looks good. All the women have great style. My favorite to me is Robin, and I also respect the fuck out of Denise Richards' style because she, A, doesn't really have one because she doesn't give a fuck, and that's why I love it. That's why I love it, but Robin Dixon, you are best dressed housewife to me. I think you're killer. Everything that you wear on the show, I'm always like, where the fuck did she get that? Like, where did she get that? So anyways, that was definitely long-winded, but what she was wearing when they were going to therapy, black and gold, yes, loved it. They were going to therapy, okay? So just trying to talk some shit out, which is good. So their therapist asked both of them to describe the first round of their relationship and their marriage. So they're both talking about it. Then she says, can you talk to us about the childbearing space during your marriage? And this is when Robin, she's talking about how Juan wasn't really present during that time when she was trying to raise the the boys. And then you see Juan, he's kind of defending himself and says, don't act like we had a great marriage. He was a little aggressive. I was like, oh no, where's this going? I was a little scared, but they got back on track because they're a power couple and I fucking love them together. Yay. So then he admits I wasn't the best that I could have been, but she also could have been a better wife as well. So he was recognizing his place that he kind of fucked up, but he also felt like she could have given him more of what he needed. Then we see Robin talking about in her confessional that she was so damn busy raising those two boys whenever Juan was Mr. NBA, she didn't have time to give two shits where the fuck Juan was and what he was doing. She was too busy raising her baby boys. I totally can understand where she's coming from. And then Juan kind of comes in and he's talking about how he missed a lot of things from her, such as an emotional connection. And then we find out, I mean, we already knew that he he cheated on her, right? So he's talking about that, that he was really lonely. He explained how he didn't give his part to Robin. And because of that, Robin basically put up this wall. So he got his affection and romance from someone else. Other people is what he said. And he was emotionally involved with others because Robin wasn't giving that to him with what he needed at that time in their marriage. But goddamn, she was raising two kids. But anyways, ugh, that's annoying sometimes. But I still love one. Okay, still love him. Okay. Then he looks over and he says, Robin's always been there for me from day one. And he's always been trying to make her happy and to be there for her and his boys. And he admits that he wants to be a better partner for Robin. And I love that. I love that. Juan Dixon is taking accountability for his actions. And he is progressing to be a better human, a better man, and a better partner. Michael Darby, take fucking notes. Jamal Bryant, take fucking notes. Karen Huger, (laughs) take notes. I'm just kidding. I think I'm kind of (laughs) kidding. Anyways, so I really did like that 
Juan and Robin let us in with that dynamic of their relationship because I do feel like they try to be as private as possible. Juan especially. We all know that he's not one for the uh, for the camera like Karen Huger. Man, am I really putting Karen down right now? But I'm doing it in all fun. I mean, she annoys the shit out of me sometimes, but I still love you, Karen. I still love you, Karen. Anyways, so... <laughs> From that therapy session, the therapist just looks at both of them and says, you know, this is after Robin says, I'm really proud of you, Juan. And then she's crying. It was a really pretty, pretty beautiful moment. I love that. Very emotional. Therapist was just saying, keep the communication up. That's really how relationships either thrive or they die. And I think a lot of you listeners probably can understand what I'm saying. I understand what I'm saying because I think that's true. So yeah, that was a really nice moment for them to let us into their life in that way. So we're getting ready for the Winter Wonderland party. So we're going to go to Giselle's house and she is about to get ready. And then her date calls. Is it Jamal? Fuck no. Why would it be? Because he's never, ever there. What the fuck, Jamal? <sighs> Cal's calling her hairdresser, right? The guy that does her hair. He's cute. Love him. Love him. He's her date. Just like he was her date at Candace's wedding. We remember that because that was supposed to be Sherman who went there and he didn't because he's a fucking asshole too. Like, what the fuck? Anyways... I'm still mad. Giselle can do so much better. It makes me very sad. So she's getting ready for the party. And then eventually, oh my God, this was amazing. Cue to Candace and Chris. They're in their Uber or whatever the fuck they're driving, whatever. They're not driving, so they're in a cab, whatever. Going to the party. Oh, here we go. Who am I? Okay, Candace. Candace is it. Oh, hi, Candace. How are you? Okay, Candace is not here. That was me being Candace. She was warming up in the car. Let me tell you this. She said I need to warm up. She just did that one thing. Honey, do you think that your voice is going to be warm then? Just by doing that? <laughs> Seriously? That made me laugh. That's all I have to say about <laughs> So... We see the screenshot that Karen sends Candace because she's talking about it with Chris. And she's saying that Karen's full of some bullshit and she's not having it anymore. She's like, this is bullshit. I can't. I can't with you, Karen. I can't. So we're finally at the party. People are starting to arrive and Robin and Juan are there, of course. And then Giselle comes in with Cal. Giselle gets on the confessional and says... It's a Saturday night, so because it's Saturday, Jamal's not here because he has to be in church. He's a pastor in Atlanta, so he has to be there on Sunday. She's basically making an excuse for him, which, yeah, it's valid, but when she says he'll be at the next one, in my mind, I was like, really, Giselle? Do you really think he's going to be at the next one? Clearly, I'm not a Jamal fan at all. We all know that. Ooh! After that, oh, this was fabulous. Okay, fabulous. Cue Dr. Wendy and Eddie, honey, coming into the party all white looking good. Oh, my God. It was like a king and a queen came in. She looked phenomenal. Best dressed, in my opinion. And it's funny just because I just said, like, what, a few minutes ago that Robin is, like, my favorite of all the style. It is true. She's 100% still my fave. But as far as the party's concerned, oh my God, Dr. Wendy, oh, you looked fabulous. The hat, the dress, Eddie in his suit. Oh my God, I was so excited. It, it was, oh, 
I'm getting I'm getting like goosebumps because I'm thinking about it because she looks so good. Damn. So yeah, they come in, they're doing the thing, looking good. And then all the girls are getting together and they're talking about how Karen wasn't there and how they all got this crazy ass message about her plane being delayed from Florida because of troubles of technical difficulties or whatever. None of the women are buying the shit. But you also look at Robin, she doesn't seem butthurt about it. So she's like, okay, whatever, don't really matter to me. Then you take a side conversation with Giselle and Ashley. Ashley's looking at Giselle saying, uh, is Juan going to be proposing? Because Michael was talking to me about it and he's basically telling me that that's not going to happen. I don't know if something's going on, but it's kind of weird. So then Giselle's like, oh! So Giselle goes up to Ashley and she's like, what the fuck? Does Michael know something? Because if he does, he's got to spill the tea to me because this is some fucked up shit. You're not going to ruin anything with Robin and Juan Dixon. Don't ruin it. Not today. Not today. But Ashley's confused. She doesn't even know what the fuck is up. And that makes me scared because I feel like Michael, we all know he's dirty. He's shady. He's dirty. So I really want to know why the fuck he was saying all that shit. Makes me mad. So eventually... Michael does come back where Ashley and Giselle are sitting. Giselle is like, hello, Michael, what the fuck? Uh, what do you know? Michael's looking at her and says, you know, Juan and I, we have a special relationship. Okay, that's great. What the fuck does that have anything to do with him proposing to Robin? Like what? So he's saying that to her and he said, I even asked Juan, oh, what's today? You know, is it anything special? And he's like, no, there isn't anything special about today. It's just a nice little event. So Giselle's confused and is like, what the fuck? I have to go talk to Juan because this is crazy. As soon as Giselle leaves, Ashley looks at Michael and says, seriously, do you have anything to tell me? Because this is some fucked up shit. This is weird. What you are doing, Michael, is weird. And then he says, no, I can't do it. What the fuck? You can't even tell your wife? Well, I guess I kind of get it because you don't even tell her the shit that you do whenever you're supposed to be with her. That's annoying. So it pissed me off. Whatever. So then we're finally here. The performance from Candace for her song. I see you, the go-go remix. Oh, ooh, oh, love it. Loved it. So technical difficulties, hello, maybe you should. I mean, don't they do a mic check at these things? You're supposed to. Now, the volume, couldn't hear the damn thing at the very beginning. You know what though? I give Candace credit. She I thought she was gonna fuck up a lot, but she didn't. She she held herself, she held her own. It was good. When she's like, turn it up, turn it up. Is this how loud it's gonna be? Like, hello, what the fuck? She was trying to play cool with it. I respect that. You did good with that for sure. And I know that I just made fun of her doing the But I'm not gonna lie, as I said before, and we all know I am not a huge Candace fan. She is great for the fucking show, though, I do tell you. She's like a Tamra judge, but I actually like Candace a lot better than I like Tamra. So Candace did a good job for what she had, you know. Low volume, turn it up, turn it up. And then all of a sudden she's singing a cappella like an audition that she have at American Idol. She bangs, she bangs. Not really because no one sings Ricky Martin anymore except for me. 
on a Saturday night anyway. So she's singing a cappella, and then all of a sudden you hear the music in the background with a nice little go-go beat. Yes, yes, hey, I see you. Okay, so she's finishing off her debut of her new remix. I see you. Congratulations, Candace. It was killer. So then... After that, this was the biggest thing in Housewives history. I mean, not really, but it was a big moment for me because I was really excited because she's one of my favorite housewives. Juan comes up, says some stuff, but actually before he does it, Robin gets up on the mic. She starts rapping. I'm just kidding. For for those of you who have not watched the episode, you definitely got to go see it. She does not rap. That's Monique. That's when she comes in. No, I'm just kidding too. Monique doesn't show up. So just watch the episode if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. So Robin gets up on the mic, wants to say thank you for everyone who's there. Thank you for coming. Happy holidays, yada, yada, yada. And then Juan comes up there to say some stuff. One would think that he would want to thank everyone who's there for coming. No. He is tribute to Robin, honey. He is like, I want to talk about Robin. She's awesome. She's been my rock. All this kind of stuff. And then what do we see? Kneels down on one knee. He gets down on that one knee, honey. And he proposes to Robin for the second time. Oh, I'm not going to lie, Yins, guys. I... (laughs) I cried. I am a fucking loser. I cried. Not like I'm bawling crying, but my heart was so full. And I don't even know these people. How ridiculous. How much of a loser am I? And you know what? Fuck that. I'm not a loser. I felt fucking great. I felt like I was a part of something. You know what I mean? So I fucking cried whenever that happened. I thought it was so beautiful. And I felt like I was there. (laughs) I was just in my pajamas. It was such a beautiful moment. And I'm glad that Bravo caught that shit. So yes, congratulations, Robin and Juan. We are so happy for you. You guys are awesome. And nothing but the best wishes for Yin's guys and Yin's family. You know what I'm saying? It was wonderful. I loved it. So yeah, I cried like a baby because I love love. God damn, I love love. And it's not even February. I love love. Can I just, before, <laughs> I just thought of this. Before we move on, can we just cue to <laughs> whenever Juan is proposing to Robin, you see the beautiful queen, Dr. Wendy, in her white, beautiful dress and her hat. She is probably going the most crazy out of everyone in that goddamn room. Whenever he's proposing, she's like, ah, ah, ah. She's like getting up in their faces. Ah, ah. Then Giselle had to come all the way to get her and says, stay back, stay back. Let him have the moment. Let him have the moment. Oh, my God. It was so hysterical. Wendy was jumping up and down. I mean, it's like she won the fucking lottery. It was hilarious. And I love that. Oh, it it made me laugh. I laughed so hard because I think Wendy, her emotions were on point to the fucking sky. I tell you, it was great. I loved it. And then after that, whenever she says yes, Robin, whenever she says, yeah, I'll marry you. Then we go to fucking Michael and he's asking, oh, did she say yes? Did she say yes? 
what the fuck, Michael? Yeah, she did say yes. And what's it to you? Like, who, who are you? Michael, you're off. You're off. Something's weird. He was getting jealous or something. It's not right. Something is weird. So since I'm on Michael right now, what the fuck? I'm definitely not on Michael. You know what I'm saying? I am not. But since we're talking about Michael, that's what I mean. We see him buying shots, saying cheers to one. Yay, congrats, the betrothed, da, da, da. And he's like, cheers to a bachelor party in Vegas with no cameras or anything. And then he's like laughing and shit and like, ha, 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 ha. Like, that's not my, Michael, that's not funny. That's not funny. That's weird. Like, you're fucking 60-something. Like, grow the fuck up. That's like some 20-some-year-old bullshit stuff. Come on, dude. That was weird to me. You get back to the girls. Girls are cheering, Robin. Yay, congratulations. Then after that, they're talking about Karen. Giselle's taking her shot. She's pouring it on the floor because she's like, Karen's not here. And then what happens? Dun, 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 dun. We see the grand dame and Ray get out of the car. They have arrived, honeys. They are late, but they are there Karen says some stuff about Robin getting her moment. I'll talk about that in the shade. I didn't really like that, but she said it. I also would like to make a fun note. We all saw Sharice there. Made a nice little cameo in the episode. She looked great in her red uh, dress. It was great. It was nice to see her there. Katie apparently wasn't invited. That made me sad. I really like Katie. I thought it was really interesting that production would always go back to Michael with his whereabouts. Who was he talking to? What was he doing? It was weird. They were keeping tabs on him. It made for a better episode because he's so fucking weird. But I was like, why are you doing this? He's not that exciting to watch. So as soon as the girls are all together at the table, they're grouped up. Karen's there and they're talking to her about her flight being delayed. And then Robin admitted, she's like, yeah, Karen, when I got that text from you, I just thought that you didn't want to be here. And then Karen's like, oh no, Robin, I just had some things. It was the plane that had, they had to take care of the plane. I wanted to be there, Robin. (sighs) Did you really, Karen? I think you just wanted to make a late appearance. Oh, and then after that, Karen, Karen has the audacity to tell the women because they were still kind of talking about the wig shift party. Like, Karen, why the fuck did you leave early? Karen says, you women owe me a dinner date because I ended up going to Kentucky Fried Chicken with Ray for four chicken legs. And because I went out of my party early from my wig shift party, you guys owe me a dinner date because my night was ruined because of you guys. But guess what? I'll forgive you. Robin's like, you're going to forgive us? What the fuck? You walked out of your own party. Like, are you a psycho bitch? Like, what is this? So when the girls are talking about the Kentucky Fried Chicken disappearance and all that kind of shit, she left the party early. And then the whole ambush with Candace and Monique that comes up and everything like that. Karen obviously is on the defense because she's Karen. and She doesn't want to take accountability that she probably set Candace up for sure. I would think she kind of did. Karen's just been really sticky and messy past couple episodes. It's been a little off. So I don't put that past her to have that plan toward Candace. But Karen's being defensive. And then all of a sudden, Candace is going crazy because she's like, 
you know the truth. What the fuck, Karen? Because I think Karen at this point said, oh, the truth's going to come out because she's been saying that for fucking ever, it seems. And then Candace is like, the truth! You are there, Karen! You know the truth! You are there! Blah, 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 blah. So she's going all crazy. It triggered her to go back into that state of mind whenever she was literally getting dragged by Monique, you know what I mean? So then Michael, Michael Motorcycle, get the fuck away, goes up to Chris and says, hey, you know what? You should probably control your wife uh, from yelling. And then Chris was like, man, Michael, you better shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Can't. Like I said before, maybe a couple episodes ago, Candace and Chris, forget the housewives, man. Be a husband and wife duo, WWE. Brie and Nikki Bella, they're, like, done with that shit anyways. They're, like, on to being moms and shit, so they can't be doing that shit really as much as they used to be because they're mommies now, which is fine. So they got two openings. So Candace and Chris, y'all should just apply for WWE. I'd watch you, and I don't really like WWE, but I would watch for you guys. See, maybe I do like you guys more than I even say because I just said that I would watch you. So just food for thought. But Chris is all pissed off that Michael's up in his face. Understandably so. I wouldn't I wouldn't like that either. So from there, what does Chris do? Does he drag Michael? No. What does he do? He pushes Michael. But really, I mean, I understand. Yes, he kind of laid a finger on Michael. But was it like an aggressive, like, I'm going to fuck you up thing? I don't think so, right? I didn't see that, but then, of course, that happens, and Michael, he goes up to Ashley and says, he hit me, and then all of a sudden, he changed it to he pushed me, so it's like, Michael, kind of gets your story straight, and the production even rewinded the tape, so we saw it twice, so yes, he was pushing Michael away, but not to a point where you would see some big-ass brawl between the two of them. Personally, Michael would lose. I put my money on Chris for sure because Candace, he'd have a tag team partner. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so that happens. And after whenever Michael's telling Ashley that Chris came after him, well, you know that at, you know, that spun Ashley into a different, into a different uh, mood. Going up to Candace and says, you say that Monique has no self-control, but look at your husband. And then all that shit is happening. And I'm just like, this cannot be the way that the season ends because I will cry like, let Robin have her motherfucking moment with Juan. Don't make it the Candace and Ashley show and the Monique show. This is the Robin show. Hello. Ugh. So they're going all crazy and shit. Michael and Ashley stay in basically the big ass room where everyone is. Candace and Chris leave the room. Chris is yelling about how Michael was disrespectful to Candace, even though Candace didn't hear any of this shit, but he was just talking shit about his wife. He didn't like it. I get it. Then you see Karen and Ray leave because they're the older, wiser couple who just know shit and they didn't want to be around it anymore. But then you see Karen going up to Candace trying to comfort her and says, oh, well, we shouldn't be like this. Blah, 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 blah. We have to be better than this. And what the heck? Blah, 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 blah. God, Karen, how many times do we hear that from you? But like, you can't even, you can't even, you can't even do that for yourself. You always say, oh, we have to be better and blah, blah, blah. Anytime there's a problem with you, Karen, and anytime someone's coming after you, 
you flee. You flee. You you don't want to deal with it. You just run away. So whenever she's saying that, Candace is like, some people are better. Some people are better than that. Basically referring to Karen. Uh, Karen, you kind of suck is basically what she was saying. Undertones, honey. The undertones were there. And I felt it in my veins. So after that crazy mess, the smart women, a.k.a. Robin, Giselle, Wendy, and kind of Ashley, because then she got suckered into a bunch of bullshit. But anyways, the other women went back to dancing because it was a celebration for a proposal that was awesome. I also would like to point out on the dance floor when Robin was dancing, hello, the bitch is just like me wearing bike shorts underneath the dress and shit. Yes, honey, that's how I do it. And that's why I said Robin is by far my most favorite of style with dress, clothing. Yes, yes. Shorts underneath the dress. I do that shit all the time. Yes, Robin, you were doing it for all of us. Thank you. Thank you. We eventually see Michael going up to the production team. They were like in the other part of the uh, the the venue, if you will. And I don't even understand what he was doing. What I'm very confused why he went there, what he was trying. Was he trying to take his mic off? I don't know. But he was being an asshole and a dick face to them. Security was getting involved and he was just being stupid as fuck. And poor Ashley had to pick up the pieces of sloppy asshole Michael with his drunken self. And this is probably the craziest as far as yelling that I've seen Ashley do. And you could tell that she was really, really pissed off. Rightfully so. Michael's a fuck up. I'm sorry. So she's trying to handle the situation. Security, like I said, is getting involved. And I still don't understand what he was doing there and why was he there in the first place? Why couldn't you just enjoy the party? So she's yelling. She's like, you're fucking embarrassing me. Blah, 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 blah. Totally get it because he was embarrassing. He is embarrassing. And Ashley, I'm sorry that you had to go through his stupid bullshit. That whole party ends... It, I would say, I'm going to say it ended on high for me because Robin got engaged, but the way that Bravo put it, it was like, it ended with Michael being a dick, so, but we're going to be all positive here. Robin got engaged to Juan. They're together. Yay. Fuck yes. Then we finish off by Monique because obviously she wasn't really in the episode as much. Producers are talking to her about what's going on, you and Candace. Monique is saying that the court decided that it was not an attack, that whole altercation of drag me, Monique! It was not an attack, but it was a mutual consented fight between two people, and the charges were dropped because of it, because apparently it was mutual on both parties. Interesting to say. So that's what Monique says. You go to Candace. Candace says on her end, she's saying that the courts just decided really that it was just some reality fodder that they didn't really want to continue with as far as a case. So Monique is obviously happy. Candace is not happy. Who'd have thunk it, right? Oh my God. Before I even talk about the preview for the reunion, for those who missed the end, because you know, every single Housewives finale usually has like a spiel of what they're doing read all of them for you because this bitch took a picture on her phone because it's fun so with karen and ray this is what it says karen and ray are still working on their marriage mm-hmm. karen isn't willing to work less or say the three words ray longs to hear and it's not i love you we all know that it's moved to florida 
So, Ray, she's not moving to Florida. You better just leave her ass now. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I don't want him to leave her. I like them as a couple. I just think they're fucking weird. But that's okay. Now, we're going to Candace. Says for Candace, Candace is determined to move forward with her life. She and Chris plan to start baby making in the fall. I wonder if uh, that is a reality. Who knows? She wants to avoid having an Aquarius baby because they are crazy. (laughs) I love this too. In parentheses, they put her mother is an Aquarius. (laughs) Then we got Robin and Juan. They plan to build a new home in the DMV area and to eventually have an island destination wedding. This was the best thing at at the end. (laughs) They said Juan has not mentioned if Michael Darby... (laughs) will be invited to the bachelor party. Juan, don't invite him. He's he's fucking weird. Don't invite him. Then we get to Wendy. Wendy continues to expand her political commentary career, speaking up for justice on cable news. Her mother is very proud of her, but still wants her daughter to remain a professor for bragging rights. That's cute. Then we get to Giselle. Says, Giselle and Jamal's daughters are finally more accepting of their relationship. Hmm. The couple does not plan on moving in together anytime soon. Uh, hello, red flag. Jamal still lives in the phone. Okay, interesting. Now, here is Ashley's. Again, this is crazy because they literally just put this up after Ashley was yelling the fuck crazy in Michael's face. It says here, the following day after the huge ass blowout at Robin's party. The following day, Ashley and Michael went on a family vacation to the Bahamas. The couple is now pregnant with baby number two. We already knew that. That's crazy to me. They say that their relationship is, hello, honeys, hello, stronger than ever. Oh, love it. Lord, Lord bless you. Okay. All right. So then Monique, she's the last one, says, Monique has still not spoken to Candace, but she did write a song inspired by their incident called Drag Queens. I think I might have said something about that last week. She also published a potty training book, which a friend of mine, the real Kyle Steven, he bought that shit. It's on his uh, YouTube thing when you go watch his YouTube channel. So uh, she wrote a potty book and then it says no word on if a pet edition is in the works. So that was great. I love the way that they end that shit all the time. But as I said before, holy shit. Oh, the reunion. The reunion's gonna be crazy. We see this huge receipt book from Monique. It's like all color-coded and shit. Candace is going to be calling it a thirst book because she's she's thirsty of trying to get shit, which we'll see if she does. Uh, we're going to hear more uh, tea from Monique because she is definitely spilling some shit about some dude whipping out his big D all over Atlanta. Who is that? We all know. It probably starts with the J and ends with Amal, Okay. That's all I have to say. So reunion's going to be fucking great. Uh, My reflection of this whole past episode, I'm very happy for Robin. It's a long time coming. We've been waiting for that for a long time now. I'm happy that she's getting her story, uh, her fairy tale ending as, as Tinsley did, so to speak, with Scott. So happy to see that. With Ashley and Michael, Michael just annoys me. So Michael be better than the gap. Giselle... I just wish that Jamal wasn't your ex-husband and I just don't like Jamal. I just want Giselle to find someone who deserves her. And let me see. Wendy, love you. Part of the cast. Come back. She better be a part of it next season. Amazing, amazing addition. I'm so glad 
that she was a part of it. Karen, it's crazy that you're always talking to the girls about being better and X, Y, and Z. But like I said before, when it's anything concerning you, you like run away and you can't take any type of accountability for yourself and your actions. It's kind of weird. So Karen is definitely bigger than ever in her head. And Candace, she's definitely struggling through emotionally with the whole altercation. I feel bad for her with that because you can tell anytime that she talks about it, you can really hear the pain and the hurt and feel it. So I feel sorry for her with that. I mean, she definitely didn't need to go through all that shit. And then Monique, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Monique's remorseful, but anyways, we're going to go into the dueling divas, okay? There's only three. So the obvious one that has to end the whole season, Candace and uh, Monique, duh. But the two on this episode for sure is going to be Candace and Karen because Candace is like, hey, what the fuck, Karen? You tried to ambush me with the Monique arriving at your party around the same time as me. Like, what the hell? So Karen says, it's because of me and my effort That's why, Candace, you didn't see Monique and you didn't run into her because of my effort. So if anything, you should be thanking me. Candace was like, it's because I was running late, bitch. That's why. That's why we didn't see each other. Because I was running late, Karen. It's not because you were thinking of me. What the fuck? So that's one dueling diva. The other one is Ashley and Candace. Whenever we see Michael going up to Chris, control your lady. Chris says, shut the fuck up. And then Ashley sees it. Oh, Monique about self-control. You can't control your husband. All that kind of shit. We saw it. Cool. So, Weekly Shade. There's some cool stuff with the Weekly Shade now. Let me tell you about it. So, we'll start off when Ashley gets to the party. And she looks at Giselle. And she's like, oh, where's Jamal? And she finds out that Jamal's not there. You look at the confessional. (laughs) And Ashley's there. And she's like, mm-mm. So she's like, "Mm, damn, that's crazy. So another shade is coming from Michael, actually. It was kind of not cool, but you know what? Michael's kind of talking truth here. He's spitting out truth juice. So he comes into Ashley and Giselle's conversation, talks to Giselle about Jamal being there, and he's saying certain things to the point where Giselle's starting to feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, well, shouldn't your man be here if he's with you and all this stuff? Giselle seems not happy about it, and she's like, I don't want to bring him around you, da 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 But he was kind of he was kind of pointing out what everyone's thinking. So I don't think Michael was completely wrong on that. But Giselle didn't like it. So he was throwing some shade to Giselle about Jamal. Then we get to Robin, Giselle, and Ashley. They're talking about that group text that Karen sent the girls about being late. Basically saying, Karen, you're full of bullshit. So that's another little shade. It's not crazy. Then, um... <laughs> Then you got Michael, Michael going up to Robin, talking to her and says, oh, you're going to let Candace sing? How nice of you. Okay, well, damn, Michael does not want to hear Candace sing. But Michael, guess what? She's probably the more talented uh, housewife than any of the other ones as far as singing is concerned, minus Candy and Shamari, but okay. Then Wendy, Wendy throwing shade about Karen. Hello, saying that Karen, you are fake as hell. You are fake especially towards Candace. But we, were, we we already see that for sure. Oh, and this last shade, I didn't love it. Karen says this in her confessional about Robin. She's like, let Robin have her moment. She doesn't get a lot of moments. One, Karen, what does that mean? Two, that sounded mean. Three, 
Why'd you say it? That wasn't cool. Yeah, so nothing crazy with the weekly shade. There's some cute little moments. But now let's get to the quote because there's some cool quotes here that I want to talk to you guys about. Have few quotes, a few quotes, just three really. So <laughs> first one is from Karen. Oh, being on HSN, you know, home shopping network at that little dumb fragrance all car. She says as far as like a plug to sell her shit. She's like telling us where she sprays her La Dame fragrance for date night and all this shit. She says, I've been married 23 years. You might want to follow that tip. Karen, ugh. Do we want to follow your tip though? You couldn't even get Ray to come up the damn stairs to be in that tub with you. Like, come on. But you've been ma married 23 years. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so another one. We get to Ashley, okay? This is this is after we see Candace singing her ho oh, after that part, right? Yes. <laughs> Ashley says, no one can go wrong with a good go-go beat. But, you know, like, you can put yodeling on a go-go beat and you got to hit. Oh, yes, yodeling. <laughs> Ashley, that was great. I really appreciated that. You know what, though? I don't think she's far off. I really don't. If you hear a lot of music today, I'd say almost half of them suck in real life as far as hearing someone sing, like, it's a bunch of computerized shit, which is cool. Do you, whatever. No judgment, but judgment. I don't give a fuck. Anyways, it's just crazy. You can do some crazy ass shit as long as you got a good backbeat to it. I think you'll be okay because fucking people will consume that shit. I don't know why, but they do. But I agree with you, Ashley. I think you're very true. So last quote. It's not a funny quote to me, but it's a quote that I feel is haunting that everyone should hear it because it's from Monique. It's about her talking about the charges being dropped with her and Candace. This is this is what she says. It's kind of crazy. She says, you're not going to send me to jail because you're embarrassed because you got dragged when you asked to get dragged. And then after that, Monique goes into the laughter. <laughs> she doesn't laugh like that. We all know. But that's some crazy shit. That's some crazy shit. I think if they would have eliminated that particular part of the episode, Monique might have had a saving grace to get into uh, to people's better thoughts of her. But after they slid that in there, I don't think I don't, it's going to be hard for her to get back some fans. That's that's what I have to say. So I thought that was kind of eerie. OK, for sure. But my quote of the week, honeys, is from Miss Ashley because she's so funny with this. No one can go wrong with a good go-go beat, you know? Like, you can put yodeling on a go-go beat and you got a hit. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you, yins guys, for taking another listen to the podcast. I appreciate yins guys' ears, your time. And I hope that you enjoy this show because I like talking about it. Yins guys already know that. But I would love for y'all to follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Send me a DM. Say hey. Like, tag a story. Send it to your peeps. Go on iTunes. Subscribe. 
rate five stars, give a good rating for the show if you really like it. Please let your people know about the show. We want to get out there. And I can't believe we're almost, we're close to mid-December, which is crazy. I hope you all are staying safe. Keep your mask on, sanitized, all this shit. I'm not going to lie. I'm really tired after I just did that whole thing about Potomac. See how... No, I don't think any other franchise really except for Roni gets me in this type of uh, mood. Like there was just so much from this episode. It's unbelievable. I feel like I'm going to go take a nap. (laughs) So again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. And hit me up on Instagram. I'm here to talk, chat, whatever. Talk the shit. Let's do it. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Have an awesome, awesome week. And I'll catch you guys then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.